If you've been thinking about wanting to start a podcast but not sure where to get started, I have some news for you. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hi guys, Donna here with Donna Campbell. She is known as the Mind Whisperer. And today she has a story about how she decided to move to an ashram. So without further ado, I will let Donna tell you a little bit about herself and then take it away. Hi, and thank you so much for having me here with you today. It's a pleasure to be here. Awesome. So why did, you know, the question will be, was it better to move to the ashram? But that's not until the end. So tell us why you did it. (laughs) I had been working in the financial services industry and I had been there for about 10 years. And what started happening was my health declined because I was responsible for $500 million of other people's money. So I had several offices. There was about three, four offices in two different states. I was a corporate mom. I had a young child. I had a newborn baby, the whole house, everything. And I couldn't, after two years of my health declining, learned through alternative healing that I wasn't able to digest food. And I turned to alternative healing because doctors in Western medicine, after two years, were not able to figure out what was wrong with me. Okay. I, I, I kind of had the same thing, not necessarily as much as you did, but I've, I've been there on that journey. I was in corporate America. And it started taking a toll on my health. So I totally can understand that. Yes. And then what happened was because I wasn't able to digest food, which meant something in my external life, I wasn't able to digest either, but I was not able to see that. And then when I got healthier, just with some enzymes, what was showing to me was the anger in the marriage, the anger in the corporate world, all of everything I was absorbing, which helped my body break down, but also the um, infidelities in my marriage at the time. So my marriage of 14 years ended. And then I realized that something needed to change. And that was me. And that was when I made the decision that I was going to move to an ashram, which is a spiritual living community to figure out what was going on. And did your kids come with you or did your kids stay with a spouse? No, my two children moved with me. I had custody of them. So um, we went, we moved there. We were in the Portland area. So I stayed in the United States at the ashram. And I was able to maintain my job for a while in the corporate world, but I just couldn't do it and couldn't keep up because I was learning so much more about meditation. And um, I started studying physics and brainwave patterns and experiencing a whole different way of life. And that truly was a a transformational period. 
And then when I left the ashram, it was a year later, um, nobody was hired in the financial services industry because it was the global recession. So I became financially devastated myself, even though I followed all of the money rules, just like I taught my clients, just like I taught my financial advisors. And all of those things happened within a four to a five year time period. So your life was completely transformed after this. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> there was no going back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's interesting because we all, most of us are part of corporate America in some form or fashion. And the mentality of corporate America is go, 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 go. And you don't know when to put the brakes on because you're always trying to either help somebody get that, get the review, get that raise. You're always living on Absolutely. that hamster wheel for lack of a better way to put it. So for me personally, I worked, I got to a point, I was a claim supervisor and I was managing people and it was very stressful. And I had other outside issues with my husband and my grandmothers were living with us at the time. Mm -hmm. And it got to a point where I was just so stressed that I was sitting at my desk at times going, I'm going to quit. I was on the verge of a mental breakdown and you don't realize that until you are just so worn thin. And then exactly. yes, it takes the toll. It takes a toll on you. Mm -hmm. It does. And when I started studying the natural medicine, I studied herbology, I studied, um, you know, natural hormones, everything, you name it, brainwave patterns. And what I started learning was that with the stomach not being able to digest food, there was something in the outside life that I wasn't able to digest either. And that was my introduction to how our beliefs work, how our thoughts work and the energy that we apply behind it. I studied with a medicine woman after that, a Zen Buddhist monk, some yoga healers. <clears throat> and what was happening along the way was they were showing me their different secrets to transform and change this energy and the energy that fuels our thoughts. And when that happens, you get to live a whole different life when you shift from that stress, worry, pressure state to a life of happiness, prosperity, and love. And so I learned their techniques. I studied different healing modalities and I have an international healing practice now after 11 years, sharing and showing these techniques and working with clients doing what I did for me, but for them. That's incredible. Um, I have to go way back. Did you have a lot of trauma as a child or was it just the stress of the job and the marriage that really that you had to heal from? I don't know that I had a lot of trauma growing up as a child, because when I hear other people's stories, what I experienced wasn't in the same comparison. I don't think you can compare trauma because it's always based on the point of the view of the person exactly. of who experienced it. Did I experience a lot of anger growing up? Yes, coming at me from parents, from different situations, from school, because that was the environment that I was living in. And I thought all of those things were normal. And as I got older today, we see those things as abuse. But growing up in it, it, it wasn't defined as that. Oh, exactly. Abuse, you know, as I was talking to uh, a person the other day, it's, abuse is abuse. You don't see it as abuse at the time because this is your life. And the only reason I ask about the past is because I noticed that in life, we are very solilic and we tend to gravitate toward people that we're very comfortable with. And even if that's an abusive situation, right. we end up hooking up with that. Right. 
you're absolutely right. And that's what happens with me because our subconscious records events. And then as it records all the events, moment by moment, it assigns the feelings that you feel in the moment. So it creates a mind loop and a tape to play in the background continually. And that's how our behavior patterns are modeled. And the environment that I grew up in, yes, with the anger and everything, me thinking it's normal, experiencing it, it got me into right after I left the ashram, an abusive relationship, which I thought was normal. And it wasn't until he became physically violent and I had to leave. And, um, but yet to him, that was also normal because I attracted that into my life because I didn't know any different. I didn't learn any different. And I didn't definitely understand how our emotions and feelings are the attractor for the experiences we have. And I have to ask this. So, because, uh, you know, you get to a point where you've healed and you feel good. And then it's like, dare I say, the universe kind of tempts you and goes, here's something that's very familiar. And you feel triggered, whether it's a good trigger or bad trigger. How has it been for you to avoid these triggers? When, because what I do is I help align that subconscious to the consciousness. So those triggers don't happen. But when I do have a trigger, I stop myself because that is my indication that something is out of balance. And then I take a look at what it is that I'm doing and why did I get triggered? And then I see, am I inviting this into my life to sabotage myself or can I breathe through it and just let it pass so I can have exactly what I'm asking for? And it's when you feel anything that is not of your natural state of being, the peace, the calmness. So when you have stress or anxiety or depression, that's the indication of stop. That's a trigger. Something's out of balance and needs to realign. And so that's my gift. That's what I do for me. That's what I do for other people. That's awesome. Um, when you started, when you started practicing meditation, did you start, did you ever have a connection? Because me personally, I've had things come up from my past that I kind of buried and I would sit there and start meditating and start crying. And I'm like, what is this about? Mm -hmm. So it's connecting and pulling stuff from the past that you blocked. Did you have that experience? I did. And in the beginning, when I was learning, I was just following what guidance I had and reading some books and would sit down the cave. They say, close your eyes and try not to have any thought. Monkey mind hits you and then you're like, okay, we're done. Yep. And then you just allow. Um, so I would that was the time I looked at the Zen Buddhist monk and he had us do a walking meditation and had us walk very mindfully, very presently in a circle with a group of people. We had to know where our feet were, which one was up, which one was down, the distance between each person, what was all around. And after 20 minutes, he sat us down and said, This is a metaphor for life. And when you're in this state of being, this is how we live life. It's not something you do for 10 or 20 minutes a day or to stay in this state. No, all of you were very present and very mindful with what you were doing. So there's a piece about meditation, about being in the present moment. And that was when I realized that you don't do meditation, but you embody or become meditation, which is also why I moved to the ashram because it, you got to do this a lot every day <laughs> to be in that state. And that was when I realized that when you embody meditation, it's like praying a prayer, but you become the prayer that you just prayed. And that's what it means to embody the meditation. When you embody it, 
when you sit down, those things don't come up. They don't come back into the awareness because they've already been worked through and it's not a part of the beingness anymore because that pain can transform. So would you say moving to the ashram, I don't want to say saved your life, but because you said you got into an abusive relationship afterward. Yeah. So was it a wise choice? Was it better to have moved there than not? Yes, absolutely. Because it started giving me skill sets and my children went to their school and I did their teacher training program and it taught me a whole different way to live and a whole different lifestyle. The person that I was with, um, when we moved out of the ashram and back onto our own, um, he had been in and out. He wasn't there the entire time. So what started happening was he was going into his normal patterns while I was living the lifestyle that I just learned. And there was a clash because I changed, but he didn't. And he didn't know how to handle that. So it started becoming abusive towards me because that's how it was in his family. Before that, for me, we got along fairly well and fairly great. But after, because I went through that transformational process, it changed. And that was still some of the very, although the most painful moments of my life, some of the very best lessons, because it allowed me to be where I am at today. And there was a gift in it. And without it, I would not have written a book. I would not have be out public speaking. I would not be doing the healing and helping other people go through their process without my own experience. So there's always a silver lining in everything that you've always gone through. There's always a gift in it. I, I agree a hundred percent on that. Um, going there, did it teach you how to raise your kids differently and it embrace your kids differently? It did. It taught me how to empower them rather than enable them. And it taught me, for example, you know, when the morning to be mindful, how to start your day with yoga, start your day with meditation. That's what they did at the school, how to share in a space without being in each other's space. And then when that happens, there's no tension, there's no stress. How can five people be in a room at the same time and yet not feel like they're on top of each other and do your own activity and have your space? It taught me um, how to be an observer so the child can make their own decision about them and who they are without seeking outside validation. So if they drew a beautiful picture and you loved it and they come to you and go, hey, mom, do you like my picture? They, you point out, well, yes, the sky is blue and the grass is green. And, and, you know, and then what do you think about the picture? And then they'll tell you what they like, which is empowering them and making their own decisions. And I've raised my children from that way that day since, and they are, they're amazing today because of that experience. Of who and, and you're giving them their voice. The one last question, because I know you have short time frame, and I appreciate you taking the time to do this. Um, so when you started transforming, I know the, the relationship itself wasn't good. But what about your friends? Did the transformation end up? Did you end up losing friends because you decided to transform into becoming more more empowered for yourself? Mm -hmm. Well, it was really interesting being in the corporate world and then, of course, the family. 
and everything with the amount of time that you worked, you didn't have a lot of time for friends. And the friends that I did have were people that worked with me in the industry. And they all know I went to the ashram. Um, the two that I kept, there's still one I'm in contact with today, but it opened up the doorway for me to have friends. Whereas before all of the time was consumed, there wasn't time to, to have friendship. And the people that I know from my past, I still am in contact with them today, even through social media, because we got reconnected. But um, I found that really interesting. And that question that you asked, because there wasn't time and now I have time. So there's a difference. I just know that sometimes when people transform, I mean, besides family, friends, they all mm -hmm. kind of drift away because they don't like the new you. Right. So that's right. why I posed the question, because it, it's very fascinating to watch when people embrace that you're empowering yourself and when people are just kind of like, what's wrong with you? Nothing's mm -hmm. wrong. I'm finally seeing and moving on and growing. So yeah, absolutely. And that's exactly how it works because you match in vibration. And if you shift and change, then this has the opportunity to match or yeah. fall away. And the new comes in every single time, every single time. I have a lot more friends today than I ever have in my entire life <laughs> after going through that. I'm sure. And it's got to be rewarding that you have the, that connection with people. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, I know that I know that you are very tight with time, correct? Oh, yeah, we have a few more minutes. Okay. Um, well, maybe, maybe we can do this another day, another podcast, if you're willing. If not, I understand because you're a very busy lady. Um, tell us what you do. Tell us about your website and all the things that you do offer and where they can find um, you. Because of all of the skills and the techniques that I've learned and how to help other people empower them to realign their inner balance, to gain infinite prosperity. And prosperity is all things in life. Um, and with the techniques that I've learned from all around the world, I've gotten to be known as the mind whisperer because of that instantaneous change to get those instantaneous results. And I help people in three different categories, health, wealth, or relationships, because those are the three categories I went through. And all around the world, that's what people want to have better in their life. And you can find all about me and what I do and how I do it at my website, DonnaCampbell.com. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us. I really do appreciate this. And uh, hopefully we'll chat again. Yes. And thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure.